Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great. I'm Ron Swallow. I'm Ed Greer. And I'm producer Bill. And today, we'll be talking about the greatest weapons in mm-hmm. pop culture. Uh, and that encompasses movies, TV, anything you want. I just thought that discussing the weapons is it would spark all types of ideas from you know the politics of certain weapons to the the heroes and what kind of weapons different heroes and villains use uh the design of them the sounds of them all of that stuff is is free reign so guys uh are there any weapons in movies that just jump right out to you as like damn got to talk about this one you know this might be an odd choice to come out with because it's like it's not so much an offensive weapon but the proton packs in Ghostbusters are the thing that immediately come to mind for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're so iconic. Every costume in existence, like every Ghostbuster costume, when you see a good proton pack, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, you did it. It's this. It's exactly the type of thing that like captures your imagination when you're eight years old. And it also, from a story perspective, is doing like – a, a lot of heavy lifting, first of all, and something really unique in that it's combining sci-fi and the supernatural. Like the proton pack is the bridge between the sci-fi elements of Ghostbusters and the supernatural elements of Ghostbusters. Yeah, I like the workman-like angle of it too. You know, it's it's not it's like a snare for catching a shark rather than a harpoon for stabbing a shark. If you were having a shark problem, you know what I mean? It's more like Mm -hmm. that. There's something there's something better about it, you know, that it's a containment and they they put it in a containment unit, you know. Right. I like that. There's a there's like a weird cowboy angle to it because it is is essentially like a giant lasso for ghosts. So that's cool, too, because it's not like you're just shooting them to blow them up or something like it has a whole different way it works. Yeah. And even on top of that, it's also like an exterminator, right? Like. You got a pack that you put the raccoon in that you're going to hold in there for a while. And, you know, you, you lured it into the to it with a with your little delicious rays of sunshine. Um, yeah. I mean, it it also recalls the look of like a, a, an insect, an insect exterminator and yeah. the way they strap the their packs on the thing. They just spray, you know, it's the yeah. exact same type of thing. <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious. What I, I, it makes me wonder if, like, when somebody was sitting down coming up with Ghostbusters, they were like, "Bro, what if, like, you're an exterminator, but for like ghosts?" Well, by all accounts, uh, when Dan Aykroyd first wrote Ghostbusters, they were like in space, you know, going to different planets and shit. So, <laughs> I, I don't think it started that way. That would have been classic. Double, triple mumbo gumbo. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? We're on other planets and there's ghosts. It's like, okay, we're going to go to He-Man's planet and deal with the dragons. It's like, okay, come on, man. There's all, there's all types of shit over there. We don't need dragons and krakens and stuff. By the way, that'd be like the first edition anybody would put in there in a Hollywood adaptation of He-Man. It's like, yeah, we've got this fantasy uh, land. Why not throw some dragons in there? Obviously, like, there should be oh. a dragon. And you should yeah. ride a unicorn. I don't like that whole tiger thing. You were riding a, a unicorn, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. Pegasus. But yeah, you're right. It's a, yeah. it's a unicorn. And I'm glad she does because I love unicorns. I just want to point that out. Um, and now I'm going to talk about my favorite weapon, a unicorn's horn. Um, 
by the way, not bad. Shoots That's actually it's pretty and, great. And gores you. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 And if it snaps off, then they, uh, what was that? Uh, the Conan the Destroyer. Like there was some, some fabulous statue. They put his horn back on it. He turned into a monster. Like maybe that's what happens when you pull off a unicorn's horn. If you pull their horn off, they turn into like a dragon monster and fuck up your whole village. I kind of yes. like that. Fantasy. Oh, so the just, dude just wrote it. Well, then we got to go there, don't we? It's like a fucking. It's like about poaching, right? It's like some motherfuckers are straight poaching unicorns, and then they start. Uh, maybe that's a weird adaptation that they <laughs> that they got. Oh, uh, you know, hey man, got somebody out there write it and send me four cents. I think my favorite weapon, cool. We talked about He-Man. The fucking sword in He-Man was such a big deal for my childhood. Everything about He-Man is the sword and the fight over the sword. Him and I mean, Skeletor, right, that is. Right down to the homoerotic overtones. It's all about the sword, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to have a sword fight. Then we're going to hash out whose sword is the best and where it should be sheathed. It's like, uh, you guys having a top or bottom conversation? I don't know. I think I think the, the the reason I liked it was the weapon. It never was able to be used like a real sword in the cartoon. So you have to come up with all these different ways mm. a sword could be used. Like he, he couldn't stab anybody. He never slashed anything. He would like throw it to stop a door from closing or <laughs> maybe tie <inside> a <laughs> grapple hook to it at one time or something or, or deflect energy blasts with it. It was like he had a sword and a shield and only used the sh- sword to shield himself from stuff. Yeah. Couldn't the sword itself produce energy blasts? Couldn't he like yeah. shoot? Well, I think he shot himself and his cat, though. Like, I don't oh, remember him. Right. I don't remember him being like, hey, motherfucker over there. Ba-bow, I got you with this Ruger sword. He, you you're, know? you're right. I think you're right. But he also blocked all of um, uh, the blasts with the sword, too. Oh, like yeah, any, he got Jedi any, on that shit. Yeah, yeah. Any sort well, yeah, absolutely. And speaking of Jedis, we might as well throw it in there. I do love me a lightsaber. I, Look, I, mean, I have two. Swords, swords in any form, by the way, just win this this entire conversation. I don't know. Okay, why. Well, let's let's do top swords then, because I think I think sure. the top sword conversation. I mean, we've got to weigh in with the lightsaber. To me, lightsabers automatically just if we have different brackets for the different swords, lightsaber is a first round draft pick. Neon Boudreaux, Shaquille O'Neal, first pick. Period. Yeah, uh, it's it's great from stem to stern. It looks super cool. It's a very innovative weapon. It sounds super cool. It yeah. has all of these qualifications to wield it until of course they let anybody grab one which got out all, all of us hot for finn and stuff or and and i guess uh and and uh but like han solo right han solo can grab it and cut open a tauntaun but if he had to do anything else he'd probably chop his arm off it's this very peculiar weapon that a peculiar you have to have a certain set of skills to wield it's got everything you need to be a super uh, weapon and one thing it doesn't have is this goofy ass prophecy bullshit because other people got them. And the fact that you can assemble it, you have to get dope enough to assemble one to even have one is a big deal. So, I mean, it's just checking all the boxes for fresh weapon. Just chick, 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 chick. I, I do love the fact that, like, it is a very specialized weapon that's used by, like, very specific people. But it is also just kind of like work a day. Like, you have to put it together yourself. Like, it's just a mechanical thing. It's not like a magical thing. That's kind mm-hmm. of awesome. It also is like a purely cinematic weapon because portraying a sword made completely of light is was certainly beyond the ken of like what comics could do back in the day. Only until we got digital coloring could you really imagine how that would look in print. 
Um, and it was beyond the budget of most cartoons as well. So, you know, that idea of like, I'm swinging around a giant rod of light is like, it, it's rooted in cinematic language because you couldn't really experience the full glory of it anywhere else. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, and who hasn't, like, as a kid, just taken a stick and pretended you're playing as a lightsaber? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's got the the reach of everything. So, like, sure, you can go buy an expensive one that makes all the sounds and have a great time with that. I don't know anybody who would do something like that, like me. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, you can just take some sticks as kids and be like, no, I'm Darth Vader. No, you're... I'm Obi-Wan. No, I'm Luke Skywalker. You know, whatever. <laughs> Get the shit out of each other. No, I mean, now your arm's chopped off. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, How many it, weapons can you just identify immediately based on the sound? Like, yeah. that's pretty mm-hmm. iconic. Yeah. No, I mean, that's 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 up there. I mean, that, I don't know if we can really beat that for that, especially in the sword category. But there are a lot of, a lot of things about just the weapons of Star Wars in general. Because I... Until recently, you could have a lightsaber. What's your lightsaber color? Blue, grape, whatever, whatever kind of color your light your lightsaber was. Uh, but now that they have uh, introduced in the last, I guess, 15, 20 years, the the dark saber, which uh, was thankfully lost. I'm not gonna say how, but thankfully it was lost because that shit was bogging the whole damn Mando story down in my personal opinion. Uh, but yeah, the dark saber was fresh as fuck though. Like like what a what what a cool person who wasn't like a little levitating sissy would make out of a lightsaber like like a Mando making a lightsaber is the dark saber and it's like heavy like you you like mentally and probably physically heavy to even wield it's got all these things where it's like if if Han Solo picked he probably could, Han Solo might not be able to pick up the dark saber at all. And there's just something fresh about that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, because we see uh, uh, Moff Gideon has some, it's like like Mando leanings. He might even be an old school Mandalorian from back of the days, you know? Uh, so like oh, all that so? to say, I just love the Darksaber. Yeah, I just there's- love the dark. Just try to leave it open to different people who haven't seen the whole thing. But like, yeah, I just think the Darksaber is a fresh ass lightsaber, but I can understand why they chose not to use it anymore. Or, or or have it have be paused for now because like uh, I don't know I, I kind of want to get into Mandalorians because I like all of their weapons and I like how funny all their weapons are like when you really look at all their weapons they're all designed to fight Jedi so like okay wait a minute you, hold on these guys with stuff in their bloodstream that allow them to have telekinesis and telepathy are gonna come fuck with us you know what I got lassos and flamethrowers and little darts and stuff man it's like what the fuck that is not what you need to stop telepathic telekinetics with laser swords but somehow they get it over that the mandos made a whole culture out of doing that oh i jizz over shit like that frankly well the yeah. best star armor is like the fact that the star yeah. wars universe has their own adamantium is kind of amazing mm-hmm. yeah it is um, so as far as good swords go, uh, I'm going to point out a couple. I mean, Conan sword. I mean, it'd be remiss if we didn't bring it up. I, I'm i only doing that so Ed doesn't have to bring it up and always be the guy who brings up Conan. <laughs> Conan's sword is like He-Man's sword without the magic, though. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, but like when they, they talk about it, like it's, uh, you know, steel and 
all of that like it's the atlantean sword you know uh yeah it, t- it originated from the tomb of an ancient king you know all of that stuff and i, I you know I, feel- I guess it is a basically simple sword though you're right it's just a relatively simple sword that's the thing. I sort of feel the same way about Conan's sword that I do about the sword in the stone, you know, King Arthur's sword. It's Excalibur. a little bit like, yeah, Excalibur. It's a little bit just like, yeah, it's just a sword, you know? <laughs> that's that's where that's where you kind of lose me. It's like, I need a sword that's got some tricks up its sleeve, which is why wow. I'm a huge fan of the Thundercat sword. The oh, Thundercat yeah. sword arguably the best sword of all time, maybe excluding lightsabers. But the fact that that thing, when you need it to throw down, it grows from a knife's length all the way to like a big ass sword length. The fact that it can project their bat signal up into the sky to call the Thundercats to it. The fact that it like is kind of alive. It's like implied that it's somewhat alive or has like a mind of its own or something. All that I love. That is pretty dope. We won't belabor the fact that, you know, like you said, it gets longer, you know, because that, that boy, oh, if yeah. we were a tiny bit more sophisticated <laughs> as kids, that would have been like crazy. I never thought about it. I never thought of it that nope. way. Sometimes a sword is just a sword, a cigar is just a cigar. I never thought about it that way, ever. Mm-hmm. And he's even got like, you got a sword and you got a special glove, I guess, for jacking off or whatever. <laughs> he <literally laughs> puts the sword into the glove. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he pulls it out again. It it's like, like, just, oh man, I, I gotta go I to love that conversation too. Like if you're in the mm-hmm. room coming up with ideas of where to put the sword, we don't want them to have a, you know, a sheath on the side. It's kind of lame. He-Man already has the one in the back. How, oh, what are we going to do? I know in the glove, we're going to do it in the glove. <laughs> we're going to make it a cool we're... lion glove. And we're going to put it in there. It's basically like we're going to make his sword grow when he's excited. It's going <laughs> to come out of his hand, and it's going to have, have a little bit of a mind of its own. I don't know what they were going for, but it all works, no. you know? No clue. No clue what they were trying to say there. Do you think they were, like, just sitting in the office like, okay, let's? what's the closest thing we could make to a dick reference in swords? How do we do this? It doesn't feel like an accident. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny about all these swords as phallic symbols? Dig this. Uh, going back to Conan's sword for one second, he found it, and that's cool. It was, you know, some ancient king or whatever who he fantasized was Crom. He he takes it, he kills the wolves to get this first pair of clothes on, that he's got on his own ever. That's a cool thing. But no less significant, he was riding around. His Basically, his dad made the sword in the opening of the movie and crafted it and folded it a billion times, all this different shit, poured the mold, all this kind of shit, and showed them that, like, steel is the only thing you could count on, all this kind of shit. And then the bad guys kill his whole village, spoiler alert, and take his dad's sword so that when Conan is defeating the bad guys at the end, he has to use the Atlantean sword to break his own father's sword in half to kill the enemy. And then at the end, he does a salute with the Atlantean sword and his dad's sword, and he crosses them like Wakanda type shit. And I'm just like, that part's cool. It's like you have to defeat, like, at a certain point, we all got to beat the shit out of our dads. Sorry. At a certain point, <laughs> metaphorically, physically, mentally, spiritually, sure. Sure. Uh, you know, we have to beat our dads. And so that was Conan's moment of doing that. And the fact that it was a sword and all this phallic shit, it just, it's, it's really cool. I think it, I'm air on the side of really cool when, when we're looking at swords as dicks. Because you're right. I mean, Excalibur is a boring dick. 
Yeah. But here's something confusing. She-Ra's sword. What's confusing I, about it? She's got No, a it's dick. awesome. What's sword of protection. She's holding a dick. Close-minded, Ron. Come on. She's holding a dick with a with a with a blue jewel in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's Prince Albert. <laughs> She's got a Prince Albert. <laughs> Isn't that what they called that sword? That was the name of the sword. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Then yeah. Prince Albert. That's the name of the sword. No, it's the sword Me, of protection. Albert. <laughs> oh yeah, see, because like, and see, that's another thing, man. They, I mean, I guess they're trying to be all like, women aren't as shitty as dudes, which I, I'm on board with that. But like the the Shira had the sword of protection. He man had the sword of power, and it's like, okay, well. Try to protect somebody when you ain't got no fucking power. I mean, come on, man. I'm not trying to be an asshole, but you know what's that saying? You'd rather be a rather be a, a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Mm. It's like, uh, yeah, pretty, mm. pretty, pretty. Much. I don't know. Pretty a lot of warriors point. protect gardeners because they give them food. Was that your was that your own, Ron? Like that was you were owning us with that comment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also why I did jazz hands because it's fucking mm. ridiculous. Nobody mm. wants to do that. Yeah. Nobody's ever like made someone do agrarian work for them because they had more power no. than them. That, no, that's nobody's never ever happened. done that. Uh yeah. yep. Never in the history of the world. So that being the case, I think when a sword is the main part of the story. It does have to have some emotional significance or else it does it goes away. Like the, the sword of omens has emotional significance. As you become a grown person, the sword of power and them shits don't don't have any significance. And as you like go beyond Fisher Price, my first mythology, the mm-hmm. Excalibur doesn't have any power. Or you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's just like the symbol of the kingship and the symbol of of like the right person being in power must wield this thing or whatever, which is why I kind of hated the Darksaber thing uh and whatever i just like there's enough prophecies and crap in this crap you know what i'm saying like can we get to the real world where people put things together and they go to work and they hate droids and the guy can i get the can i get the 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 red state star wars please no i'm just joking but you know you're what just, I'm saying? Like, you're just waiting for andor that's all you were waiting for uh yes. you know but see but that's the thing mando was a perfect stopgap. like i don't want to sit in on goddamn Star Wars Senate meetings, okay? I don't need to balance the budget of Coruscant, but I, I also do. don't need it to be for little babies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can, we, can we do a middle ground somewhere? I'll t- I'll take those budget meetings myself, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no cool like, weapons in those, probably. <laughs> no, it's like uh, not as many. Uh, who's in charge of all this bantha doo doo that's in the streets? We need to we need to get some droids. Like, oh, oh, you've got Teamster droids. The droids are sleeping on the job and not working. <laughs> so I just, I, you know, like putting the real world onto Star Wars. <sighs> I, I'm going to try Andor. I'm going to try the rest uh, Ed, of it. I will not have you besmirch union workers, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this is a progressive Dude. This is a progressive podcast, <laughs> and I will not have you talk shit about unions, you motherfucker. All right? Those droids weren't getting paid enough, and then they teamed up together to get paid well enough to actually make it worth picking up Poodoo. Okay? So, okay. Hey, the yeah. Norma Ray, Norma Ray of fucking robots, uh, yeah. which, I mean, but see, that's what I'm saying, though. Even like in Solo, I love that girl. That that lady robot, she was great, and then they just played her like she was a woke joke because she was trying to get robots to like not be slaves, and she was like, uh, and, you know. So like I said, and and Star Wars is just doesn't seem to fit. 
Star Wars is a is a is is for and a lot she of people died for the fucking cause, bro. Uh, she got deactivated for the cause, and then and then they put her and head her like brain Ed, got like put Ed into Ed a Gein. Ship. Okay, like, I mean, come on, like Ed Gein. Ed Gein drives around with women's heads <laughs> and his dashboard, not the Millennium <laughs> Falcon. Oh my god, that was so nuts. That was, that was so nuts, dude. That was so nuts. I dare not even wade into the ethical issues behind droids in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Dude, come on. That, that's what I'm saying. When, when Star Wars gets too real, shit gets yeah. too real. Like, it's like, it does. Why, it does. You could do 57 ninja flips. You ain't going to go rescue your mama from a motherfucker, a little a little Muppet with wings. Take your ass down there and chop that motherfucker's face off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor Shmi. Poor Shmi. Dude. Some, some goofy rule, some asshole with a beard he just grew tells you you can't go rescue rescue your mom <laughs> fuck that that's way that's up there with kevin costner dying in fucking man of steel dog for real that's up there with just classic fuckery but anyway getting back to the weapons though yeah nothing in star wars beats lightsabers that's true that's fair um i do want to pick up uh a couple of good swords uh we got Andoril, uh from lord of the rings on the return of the king uh, Anduril, yeah, chops off uh, Sauron's uh, fucking hand and then gets uh-huh. turned into another sword and also controls the dead. Do any of us actually care or like that sword? You watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Bill almost got us in hot water. <laughs> We're going to get slammed all over the place because he said reading is lame in the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say, wait a minute. I didn't say reading was lame. I said people who read are lame. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> ah, and I thought I was going to get us into trouble with talking about Phil Jackson, but then I realized half of our fans would be like, who the fuck is Phil Jackson? Oh, more than half. More than half. <laughs> oh God. Uh, uh, but that was a cool, I do love that that one, but there's one that I think we can all agree on. And that's uh, from Kill Bill, uh, Tori yes. Hanzo's final blade. I think that's one we can all agree is fucking rad as hell. I yeah. thought that that struck the exact balance that I'm looking for in my sword mythology, where it's not like overly magical, but there's something special about it. And like you realize the gravitas behind it. It's like yeah. Ed was saying, it, they, they do the work to give you the emotional attachment to the story of the sword and the people behind the sword. But it doesn't have to be like some weird chosen one prophecy. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Well, let's uh we could come back, we could circle back to swords. You know what swords dominate this? It's a very phallic conversation. I'd like the the vaginal weapons. Let's name all the no, okay. The the glaive from Kroll. I'm sorry, there's been I mean, many, yeah. many, many, many boomerangs and many batarangs and things you throw around ain't nothing ever been cooler than that fucking thing in crawl that movie ain't even good you motherfuckers is listening to this thinking well, what are you talking about yeah that movie sucks ass that weapon was so fresh it made you think the whole rest of it was dope just like the opening of thundercats made you think that the rest of the cartoon was good <laughs> also teenage mutant ninja turtles as well that uh-huh. opening trick your mind and you start uh-huh. seeing it in those peter chung dra- graphics instead of that bullshit that you know Oh, buddy. But anyway, we're heading back to the glaive. I think that's what it's called. And that motherfucker yeah. is sick. It's just a beautiful design. The sound of it when it was flying around and shit. Just a badass weapon, man. Agreed. I think, I think that's a great um, litmus test for your level of nerdery because, like, 
I have never even come close to seeing the movie Kroll, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's how cool that weapon is. It's, it's, exactly. it's transcended its movie. Yeah. Um, I think one that's also important, and uh, every cosplayer probably has one hanging up in their house right now, and that's a Chakram from Zeta. What is that? Is, oh, it like a, is that a bolo? You fucking what? losers! Is it? Is it? Is it a? Is it the circle thing she used to throw? Yeah, around? it's the circle thing. You throw. You throw the shock. The chakra. Uh, See vaginal weapons. See that's what I'm talking about. I knew you could come it. up with them, Ron. It's a chakram. I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Chakra. <laughs> chakra. That is. By the way, that is a badass weapon. And it is. It, yeah. I mean, this almost opens up an entire new uh, category of weapons, which would be boomerangs of a certain type. Mm-hmm. And like, you got to give it up for the batarang while we're here, in oh, all yes. of its many flavors. In all of its many flavors, like the true batarang that functions like a boomerang, the shuriken, you know, the one with the rope attached that Adam West used to use to climb buildings, like <laughs> all iconic, all dope, all super dope. Uh, we'd, and we would be remiss if we didn't have some bat weapon in here. Uh, it would be, it would but not that's... be the greatest pod, honestly. Oh. That's also funny though. Like the the weapon evolved because you're right. It went to shuriken form in certain people's hands, uh, i.e., Frank Miller's. You know, yeah. into that thing. But you know, what's interesting. Like just Batman sitting around, and even in the movies, that people are obsessed with the batarangs as shurikens. You know, as these kind of disposable things. But I'm just thinking, in the comic books, the 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 weapon is at its apex because it's like Batman sat around. and was like, okay, now if a motherfucker whip out a gun, I need to throw something at him. But also, if I'm falling from a great height, I need to throw something up at that. But also, if a mother, I got to hit a motherfucker around the corner, I got to throw something at that. And so he's, he's like, for days, weeks, months, just at the drafting table, just thinking, thinking, thinking about what shape that also follows the bat branding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it, somebody branding tells you, yeah. somebody tells you, make this ultimate boomerang, batarang, grappling hook device. But also, you have to make it look a certain way because our CEO is a fucking asshole obsessed with bats. That's yeah. like he, he his he was an employee of a shitty CEO making him make this ridiculous product. Well, look, and he did I it. think it's I think it's pretty clear that uh, one of the reasons behind that is you you're you're in the you're in the the crime bar because of course there's a bar where all the criminals go hang out, right? And they're just like, Nah, dude, I'm quitting. This is my last drink at the crime bar. I'm not doing crime no more. The other day, I was trying to rob uh, a, a liquor store, and out of nowhere, my hand gets stabbed with a, a, a I can't only explain it as a boomerang and a ninja star, <laughs> but it was shaped like the bat, and I've got to tell you, not doing this anymore. There's a crazy man with, with <laughs> bat, with bat orangs. And I can't, I can't go in to this crime stuff anymore. And you know that that's, that's, that was one of the reasons he made that battery. Cause he knows people are going to see the bat and they're going to be like, no, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. But that's wait a minute. Now, now that you say that though, this whole battery thing breaks down to me, dude, how, how oh, could they does. be strong enough to be useful, but also so disposable? You know what I'm saying? Like these are all I shell often- casings. I often felt that way about the Batarangs. I mean, n- not even so much necessarily about disposable because, of course, we all know Bruce Wayne has unlimited money because right, for right. story reasons. But 
how many of these things is he carrying around at any one time? And if they're actually doing damage, how heavy is that goddamn utility belt? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's as heavy as it needs to be, okay? Stop <laughs> overthinking this shit. <laughs> My batarang weighs a ton. <laughs> and where does he store the grappling gun, goddammit? Right. And to, and see, that's all, the thing. all great questions. I and that but that's the thing that really does. But what, let's what about talk the about ones? the grappling oh. gun. Let's talk about the grappling gun because, like, sometimes it has been able to be used as a weapon and do certain stuff. Oh, yeah. So I just want to use this opportunity to rail against the grappling gun because, goddamn it, if you're going to believe, number one, if you're going to believe the best athlete and the best thinker and the best detective in the world are all one white boy from Gotham City, then you already in fantasy land, right? Because you're in Gotham City, that's fantasy land. But also, like, so if you're going to believe that. Just believe a guy could throw something far enough to grapple and swing or, or glide or something. Just believe that. This really? this extra level of just shoot it real far and go. Like grappling guns are heavy as fuck. A grappling gun that you could fit in your hand that could shoot far enough for bat purposes is kind of literally impossible. So I just it just it's more literally like impossible. More literally impossible than the rest of Batman is what I'm saying. Like with all the gears and like the wire you'd have to grab onto, it rip your it rip your hands up. Even with great gloves, it's just it's just too much. But like a guy with a rope that lives in a heavily dense urban area, I can get with that. All right. Well, thanks for ruining the bat. It just grapple. sucks. Right. I don't like it. I don't like it, Bill. I interrupted you, Bill. Uh, what was that? I, I no, I was. I, I I'm shocked first of all that you uh, are so yeah. anti grappling gun, but but also the solution in the Batman, the Matt Reeves Batman, I thought was kind of elegant for solving a lot of these problems. Oh yeah, what did he do? Where in it's that like one? yeah, where it's like it's it's all integrated into the costume, so it's like the yeah. firing mechanism is in the gauntlet, and then you can imagine that like you know the the. Um, the wires like coiled in his back somewhere and like the uh you know the the arrows or the points or whatever are all loaded into the gauntlet like it's kind of a it's kind of a better solution than just having like some handheld device like stored somewhere on your person yeah and, yeah, and as unrealistic sense. as that is it's pretty cool and i like how he used it to to repel as well you know what i'm saying yeah. like he got he got to just walk, wall walked down that one time you know stuff like that is cool and he used it offensively too, like when in, in, when he was fighting, you know, the thugs in the the nightclub. It's like he's using mm -hmm. it to knock guys down, pull them around. I liked it. Yeah, he yeah. went full Mando on dope. that one. It's pretty dope. Okay, Mando. Yeah, you love those grappling hooks in that one. You know, no problems with the grappling hooks in that, huh? Because uh, they don't mm -hmm. grapple anything good. They got jetpacks, and they That's have true. and they have Beskar armor to where they don't burn their buttholes off. So and they're I used mean, more they're, like they're lassos. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're covering their bases. Yeah, they, they and they grapple. Yeah, you've never seen a Mandalorian go, "Oh God, I'm falling from a great height, like five million feet. I'm going to shoot a thousand feet up here and grab onto something." Never seen that before. You know, it doesn't it doesn't happen because they're they're it's an offensive weapon. So look, Ed, I've swung from so many ropes. I can tell you while falling, and that's not a problem. It's really. <laughs> Yeah, why, your shoulders would be looking like fucking Martin Riggs from fucking <laughs> Lethal Weapon, you know. Um, okay, so what other throwing weapons could we think of? Because, like, honestly, at comic books, people throw a lot of shit at a lot of people, <laughs> like true. sticks, batarangs, I mean, you know. My mind immediately goes to the Moon Knight meme: random bullshit, go. <laughs> <Just throw. laughs> oh what uh, how do you feel about the moon knight orang 
Yeah. I mean, I hated it in the TV show. Um, Couldn't have hated it more. But in the comics, you know, he just has those simple like moon disc things that are essentially just ripping Mm -hmm. off Batman's shuriken. But they're not bad. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they're not bad. You know, blades, bladerang, whatever the fuck you want to call it. That, that was dope. Oh, yeah. That I mean, we need to talk about Blade blades, sword. blades, weapons, period. The yeah. silver dipped. I mean, we've 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 given uh David Goyer. David Goyer has gone on to like piss off a lot of nerds, but that blade script is amazing. And swords that are silver, dipped in holy water or whatever, and exploding vampires on contact is just too fresh. Mm-hmm. And the, and the he- fact that uh it, it matches to his hand. Yeah, just that little yeah. security mechanism. Oh, yeah, so good, dude. that was great, dude. Good call, guys, because that was that was a major selling point. It's like it just starts ticking, and it's like, huh, what's going on with this sword? Ah! And your <laughs> and your fucking hand looks like lunch meat dropped from a fucking Empire State Building. Yeah, man. I mean, by the way, speaking of throwing things, not only did Blade throw steaks, but he also threw uh, those syringes full of toxin at the end. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He used everything as a weapon. Yeah. A little bit of a bullseye angle with that guy. Yeah, well, his his name is Blade. His his name isn't Punch, you know? (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, Blade had some fresh-ass weapons, dude. God, please, please work on the... Please work on the Blade movie, God. <laughs> please, 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 please help. Please make it awesome. Please, please help make it this awesome. giant conglomerate make a good Blade movie. Did you guys want a little uh, insider info on the Blade movie? Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here Are we go. Are we allowed to say um, I don't care. So <laughs> nobody, nobody knows where I'm getting this from. So um, recently, they had spent $15 million, Marvel, uh, Marvel had, building a huge backlot set for blade in Georgia where they film a lot of these movies. Uh, they recently tore it down completely pushed the start of the movie back to the drawing board with their production design. So that that's a little worrying. Damn. That is, well, I just wanted to get it right. So if it has to, you know, if, uh, but then again, uh, Ron's going to take up for the fucking Teamsters. Like, oh, the Teamsters didn't have, <laughs> they, they didn't have enough warning. They had to go tear down all their work. They didn't, you know, someone with no, those no got- show, no show mafia jobs. They didn't even know they showed up <laughs> on that day and didn't even have to work. Um, I mean, they all got paid. But I think yeah. what's interesting about that is just like there's clearly some uh, disagreements being had above the line, as they would say. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, probably I bet you somebody, you know, is inspired by the original Blade movie and wants it to be dark. And Disney probably is like, well, we got to we're trying to do four quadrant. Can you make it dark enough, but also real happy? Yeah, I don't, right. I don't know. man. And you also well, got to balance out like that's a Mahershala Ali kind of like mm. passion project or star vehicle. So I'm sure he's got thoughts like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see what they do with it either way. I mean, it is disappointing to hear that they had some kind of problems, but maybe they looked at it and filmed a couple of things. We're like, Oh no, this looks like shit. Let's do something better. Well, from what I understand, they don't even have a locked script. So, <laughs> well, yeah, these motherfuckers will be building sets before you got a script. Man, I know a lot of movies we love have done that as well, but the odds aren't in your favor Agreed. It, it, when, you, when you do shit like that. You know, it's like, Agreed. oh, we got to release it on July 4th. 
wow, we got I gotta see fireworks in the sky when this movie comes out. It's like, oh, do you got a script? Fuck no. <laughs> you know, I, I don't I don't I don't get that. But uh okay, throwing thrown stuff. I just think most throwing things would have to be heavy enough to for to hit somebody good, and then you go get it and you reappropriate it, which is why I always love Daredevil sticks. I don't really yep. belabor it too much, but like the aerodynamics of them bouncing around, the uh and the improbability and the ridiculousness of them bouncing around, much like Captain America's shield. But mm. for some reason I always bought it more. Agreed. I like even in comic book form, I was never a huge fan of the Captain America shield throw. Like it was always a little bit like, all right. And like they executed <laughs> it really well in the movies, but mm-hmm. even still, you're a little bit like, all right. But those sticks, like, I don't know why. Yeah, they're easier to get behind. Maybe it's because of Daredevil's power set. Maybe it's because like you have a better frame of reference as a human being for like, oh, yeah, throwing a, a you know, a stick made out of some super hardcore carbon fiber or something like i know what that would be like but yeah mm-hmm. those get those get on those get by on me or get over on me that's yeah. that's those are the words <laughs> i think it actually makes a little more sense because like the bounce is going to be predictable because there's less space to do the bounce with if you mm-hmm. practice enough with stuff like that you could probably pull off something you know realistic with it whereas with the shield i don't know how many times i would have to practice throwing a frisbee you ever thrown a frisbee you guys that shit is wild and and there are people who are great at it but like it's even people who are great at it it's still like will fly off to the right from time to time so if you're trying to throw it up against a metal thing and bounce it around a corner fucking good luck well, I, th- I just, mm. it would be weird to, I think a uh, homeboy would have to have some kind of metallurgy or ge- geology knowledge. Like, okay, if I throw it like this off a of sedimentary rock, right. it can hit something made of metal and have a such and such bounce to hit this hydra guy in the neck. You know what I mean? Like, you'd have to understand the surfaces, whereas everything's concrete in the city, more or less concrete or like iron. But you could also just buy the fact that like with Daredevil, with his sonar sense, like he has some innate just sense of like what the reflectivity or bounciness of any given material is. Like I buy that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that works for me. I, I agree. It 100% works for me. So how do we feel about the Ninja Turtles weapons? <laughs> Iconic across the board. No no Iconic. Yep. Iconic. Yeah. Although I will say who's, dual who's, size. Who's yeah. Dual size would be really fucking hard to deal with in a battle. Like you, you don't have hands for your whole battle. And I, I'd say dual size and dual because, dude, just carry one sword. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Just, just get, get one sword, kids. Just one sword. It's fine. It looks so much less sweet, though. That's the thing. It yeah. does. Two swords. It does. Looks two swords. Like, like, look, the couple of times they had two, uh, two people, a person used two lightsabers. Are you fucking kidding me? That shit was dope. <laughs> Well, then Juno so, Grievous is better than all of them because he could use that's like, true. Seven, like nine. Yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? True, 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 true. Yeah, it is. Uh, true. 100% <laughs> He's got the dick saber The other one I want to mention, though, as long as we're talking ninja <laughs> weapons, let's give a shout out to uh, the, the the razor ball, whatever you want to call it, that Gogo uses in Kill Bill. Like, oh, yes. A really, right? That's a really interesting take on a mace. It's not quite a spiked ball. It's got the razors, and the way she uses it as like a swinging weapon is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is a dope ass weapon. Uh, talk about cosplay. 
that's one of my favorite things to see is when someone has a really good replica of that. And it's obviously not a real version of it, but like, it still looks dope. That's yeah, that's, that's good. Is there another reason you like to see those cosplays around? Nope. Not saying anything. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I I think um, what's, what's ill about um, all the weapons that are on, on, on like chains there's something fresh about that, like the fatal flying guillotine or a guillotine. Uh, you, like it's like a, it's just like a bird cage. You throw around people's heads and you pull it, and blades come and they chop people's heads off and pull your pull the head to you. Oh, that's an ill ass weapon, dude. That's like, what? and the, I don't. The movie's pretty okay, but like <laughs> that's a great idea. What movie is that from? Yeah, it's a, the the uh, the flying guillotine. Yeah, that's that's the, oh. that's the uh, that's the that's the movie. Uh, it's old. It's and, an uh, old ninja movie. It's a, like Shaw Brothers. It's Shaw Brothers uh, yeah. martial arts movie. Got to yeah. give props to that. And um, Kung well, Fu let me just say, cool. yeah, if we're going to talk about Kung Fu weapons, I'm just going to say Bruce Lee nunchucks. Uh, uh, period. Just Bruce Lee and nunchucks. It, it doesn't even matter what nunchucks they are. I guess that's really just because it's Bruce Lee. Yes, uh, it is. <laughs> And Game of yeah. Death, those are pretty dope. Uh, the movie itself is terrible, but the Game of Death chucks, pretty fun. Okay, wait a minute. Why did a Donatello have two bow staffs? Everybody else has two things that they wield improbably in this ridiculous manner. Why, is he, um, why didn't he have two bow staffs? Because bow staffs are like eight feet long. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the swords are long <laughs> when the turtles are drawn no, properly, like, as we said. They're like when three the turtles- and a half, four feet long. Okay, uh, when, when the turtles are drawn per, drawn correctly, they're five feet tall. So one five foot person is swinging around two three foot things. That's insane. That's insane. They're as big as him, and he's got yeah. two of them. And that's why he has to use two hands when he uses a bow staff. Also, you use two hands to fight with a bow staff, dude. You that use two hands to fight one. with. You use two hands to fight with nunchucks. Nobody wields two nunchucks together. If you ever saw somebody with two nunchucks, they're getting their ass kicked. That's why they're swinging Bruce, around two nunchucks. Bruce can fo- do two nunchucks, but you know. Uh, barely. The, the most <laughs> iconic thing he did with nunchucks was with one fucking pair of nunchucks. One. The classic, you got the glow, you got the glow. That isn't two pairs of nunchucks. He just was messing around with that. But when he really got down to fighting, he used one. You can only ride one horse. You can only use one pair of nunchucks. You make an interesting point, Ed, and now I'm just thinking that all the Ninja Turtles have backup weapons, except for Donatello, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, think it's unfair to Donatello. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think he would have graduated to a telescopic uh, bow staff. Right. Along like a, like a Tim Drake Robin. Just yeah. pulls it out of the utility belt yeah. and it expands. Yep. I think he would have graduated to a telescopic a long time ago. This whole wood jazz. Oh. You know, now now all the turtles have like energy blades and stuff. It's like Ed ruined the turtles. Did you hear him on the podcast? He ruined Michael Bay heard that shit. Now they all got lightsabers. Thanks, Obama. I was like, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, you know, that is the future liberals want. That's the laser weapons for turtles. (laughs) You know, here's let me bring in a since we are talking turtles. Are the mousers a weapon? Because they're a robot, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But they're like a disposable, mass-produced robot that are essentially just used like a weapon, which brings in like a whole other category of potential weapons. Hmm. That's interesting. That is... What are some other viral weapons? 
besides the the human cold and War of the Worlds or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, the the day the Earth stood actually. The G.I. Joe movie, the first G.I. Joe movie had the gray goo that was like their their big thing. They had the nanite cloud that could go and mm. disassemble things, which I guess is a weapon. Yeah, that that first G.I. Joe movie is like a fucking Mad Libs or something like as, as far as like what they're doing. OK, so here's another question. Is the Iron Man suit a weapon? Yes. The, the senators think so. <laughs> uh huh. According to the U.S. government, yes, it is. So then I say that's pretty dope. I want to fly in the Iron Man suit, even though realistically I would crash one time and break all of my bones and then die. (laughs) But still. Nothing defies physics better than the Iron Man suit. Seriously. (laughs) Hey, man, you're telling me he wouldn't be pulling some serious Gs flying at Mach 3 through the city fighting Chitauri and stuff? You're telling me the Gs wouldn't flatten his skull inside of that thing? I mean, also the fact that he can pull any Gs at all with no discernible fuel source on his body. (laughs) (laughs) Put that aside, okay? It's magic fuel, all right? Uh Science. uh It's science magic, but it's magic but dude, science, if, science, if he science. really did have to refuel like a plane, though, like just like f- he flies 20 minutes outside the city. Hey, happy. Bring the plane. I'm almost out of fuel. If happy's going to fly this supersonic jet up to him, give some more fuel just so he can fly another 20 minutes. Happy. I need you again. Uh, buddy. OK, the arc <laughs> reactor exactly. is all the energy he needs. He doesn't even need. And what, about the what about the, the combustion? Does- of, exactly. of the engines what all, energy fine the energy to do Look, the combustion is fine where what how does the how what engines how does he are produce there thrust how yes. does he produce thrust um with electricity <laughs> that's not how any of this works but this conversation we're having on all of our parts frankly is why people think that the actual nerd is dead and has been replaced mm. by all the mm. people who just consume media because like the actual nerd is somewhere trying to is, is somewhere screaming at the device. If they even like stuff like this going, well, actually the coefficient of the, and they're breaking it down. Like how much fuel you'd have to have, how heavy the armor would have to be. And all of that would be unwieldy. Thusly, you guys are stupid for, for trying to be mad. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that a hundred foot with 300 ton fuel tanks on it iron man isn't the de rigueur iron man because who the fuck would ever want to watch that who'd ever want to take part in that you know no i mean it would be terrible like that is the suspension of disbelief you need to enjoy this stuff but it is also fun to talk about as long as we're talking about weapons yeah i mean and all the weapons that it has on board we talk about how it's impossible to put all that fuel on there this motherfucker got more <laughs> weapons the unibeam from his chest repulsor rays which i never really understood either i don't i don't how did repulsor rays actually work? It's not a gust Thank of air. It's from his arc reactor. <laughs> Ron, you Ron, if you don't stop a fucking saying arc energy. reactor. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand what's so confusing about this amazing technical breakthrough <laughs> that sends out pretend energy stuff. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for giving me a chance to climb up on a soapbox, Ron. Here I go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that pisses me off. And not seriously, but actually, if that makes sense. <laughs> and it's the fact that energy doesn't work that way. Like any weapon, any any superhero that fires energy from their hands, what is that? 
what is that? That energy <laughs> isn't that right? Like if that's a if you can see it, if it's producing light and has some sort of physical effect on the world, that has to be either like heat or plasma or like something with an actual definition because energy is just the ability to do work as we all learned in like sixth grade science. So really the only two forms of energy in the universe are kinetic energy and potential energy, right? And that just means the ability to move something. So you don't fire energy, you fire something else that may be generated by a form of energy, but like energy itself isn't a thing. And like this goes all the way down to like Superman's eye blasts. If they're heat, fine. But if they're physically impacting something and like knocking it backwards, that's nonsense. Because what is that? What has what has momentum and force in that beam of light? Off my hey, soapbox. Did you, did you learn that reading a goddamn book or something? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was at well to, to to Bill's defense, it wasn't a fantasy book. <laughs> mm-hmm. um True. but 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 on some real shit though i i am on both sides of this because i you know i love my suspension of disbelief it's the only way i can handle my life like if i didn't delude myself about how bad my life was we wouldn't be having this conversation i'd be too depressed <laughs> so i i live in a world of delusion all the time however the thing that i've always hated was like okay this bitch uses sound to change it into lasers and she's gonna shoot it at this lady who uses fruit loops to make magnetism and their energy is hitting each other yes how i hate what's hitting like you know what i mean there's what there's nothing you can't shoot energy at other energy that's stupid as fuck you guys like dragon ball z better than what how does it work in fucking actually doesn't their energy does work like that it's Yeah, it does explode and it can knock you flying. It's but it is key energy, which is probably since it's make believe a little different than real energy. (laughs) Well, if it's make believe, it could be whatever the fuck you want it to be. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. But when they punch each other, that's when the big impacts happen. Big bubbles of energy when they're punching each other and shit. As it should be. As it should be. Yeah. So, okay, wait a minute. We we left out one weapon of Star Wars. I don't want to go back all the way to Star Wars, but just one weapon, oh. the Death Star. We, we left out the mm. Death Star. Death Star is a giant lightsaber that you use on other planets. And I, I, think that's pretty, <laughs> I think that's pretty fresh. I'm not counting that rest of that shit that blows up whole solar systems. Come on, man. You guys are better than that. I thought no, you were. No, I mean, anyway. my, my favorite is the miniaturized Death Star tech from Episode 9, I believe it was, <laughs> where they just have bunches of Death Star rays. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. But that, they pull up a whole so much stuff with that. But uh, yeah, and, and honorable mention for Beskar armor, honestly, because you could make spears that could fuck with lightsabers. You could make armor like like adamantium has to be up there as one of the greatest weapons of all. I mean, shit. We're gonna talk well, about Wolverine's claws. Wolverine, Wolverine's claws are. I mean, but okay, let's, let's finally have it out. Wolverine's claws or Captain America's shield. Better use of adamantium. Final answer for the whole all of geekdom. It, we're gonna we're gonna decree which one is more better. I thought. I mean, well, I thought Cap Shield was made out of 
It's made uh, of adamantium and vibranium. In the in the oh. in the fucking shit, they didn't have the rights to adamantium because they hadn't bought Fox yet. So uh, they said it's made of pure vibranium, but it's made of a, a of a special blend of herbs and fucking spices <laughs> <laughs> of vibranium and adamantium, which is why it's so dope. Like it's got all the tensile strength of Wolverine's claws, but the energy absorption abilities of uh, vibranium, which yeah. is why he can fall through a fucking window, three or four stories. And put the shield down, and it absorbs the energy instead of smashing the fuck out of him. Even though that obviously doesn't make any sense, but still. <laughs> well, Andy's tough, you know. Yeah. his body's yeah. tough. super tough. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, uh, and that, but, look, and that's the, you want to make real, your argument yeah. about claws, right? We love Wolverine's claws, but that doesn't make any sense. Where the fuck are they sheathed? What, In his what mechanism is <laughs> there? <laughs> and right. and if are they bone claws? No, no, motherfucker. No. Why did you? Why not. would you even? Because <laughs> if they're bone claws, that makes even less sense. Bone claws makes don't make any sense because what? Even retractable where, talons. Where, you know. Yes, if they if it came out of his fingernails, like cats, which technically they just can sheathe them. They're not actually, like, you know, they're not like they're just sort of, they're sort of. There's little muscles, and when they flex the muscles, the claws come out. So that's my argument, though, about the bone claws, is the only way for him to effectively pop and resheathe the claws is if they were bone claws, because he would have to have specialized muscles in his anatomy that would allow oh, him to do that. Oh, you know, that. you're right. Yeah. So if they and were just mutant. implanted. Yeah. No, but, that's not. I don't know. No, they're they're bionic housings, guys. That, that, that that's always been how they've been described as bionic housings, i.e., missile silos embedded it embedded in his forearms. That through some science he can communicate with to whatever, which is why they always pop out, and which is why he always cuts himself when they pop out. They're not yeah. part of him, so they but, so he he hurts every time he does it. Also, but let's talk about like. Where if where okay, so your wrists bend. Yeah, but the rest of your forearm doesn't. <laughs> but it's coming out of his little his his thing right here. Here's his, my thought though. I, okay, I get it. So here's the thing. I've always wondered if Wolverine had his arm had his hand like at ninety degrees with his forearm, could he pop the claws through the base of his hand? <laughs> i'm here to answer that the answer is yes, yes. Th that is okay, good. The, oh the my case. god good that that is the case if if they were the original as i push my glasses up and comb my gray hairs out of my beard the original conception was these fuckers caught an animal and they put shit in it like we three that's all it mm -hmm. was. It wasn't, we're going to take this special animal and tape a bunch of metal over all of his powers. That, that wasn't it. All of his, his claws that he already had and his, his teeth are capped. The motherfucker looked like Riff Raff or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, the rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, there's no, that's not the point of Wolverine. The point of Wolverine is, also, why, why aren't his teeth metal? Why are it? You dip the skeleton. <laughs> no, you, you dip the skeleton no, that's a great in point. His teeth should be... His teeth should be metal. If you put all of it through that, yeah. Well, theoretically, why? if you're, I mean, if you're, if you're engineering the adamantium around his bones, you could just choose to leave the teeth out of it. Yeah, you for could. Aesthetic reasons. Aesthetic reasons. 
Yeah. Who wants yeah. to okay. see that? And his yeah, teeth will grow like, back when you knock them out. So. Oh, oh yeah. Well, they wouldn't have to grow back if they're admitted. But then they're like, "Hey, man, we, we've we've captured this forest creature, enslaved him, and made him an assassin. We don't want to fuck his teeth up. That's not <laughs> too much. Right. That's, that's too much. That's just, cool. that's just that's mean. I mean, really, yeah. motherfucker can't eat a sandwich. Like you. You're right. uh, but uh, all I'm saying is Wolverine's best. Wolverine shit was so good and they've just ruined it with all the rest of that extracurricular bullshit the bomb I just gotta situation say, it's just that's all bad all of that i just bad. gotta say that i do love how hard you guys worked to make wolverine's claws work but you can't let anyone shoot a laser out of it's your physical hand. it's physical now hold on just like okay bionic man okay, let's get into if it you Bi- want to talk bionics. about it bionics let's talk about bionics wolverine's oh, claws should be four inches long well, I'm looking at my forearm right now. My they forearm, don't come out of his forearm. They come out of his hand. They if they came out, out of his yeah. forearm, I'd be okay with that. They come through his forearm, out of his hand. Right. They're like, they're here. And yeah. then they go he like He couldn't this. bend his elbow. He, he couldn't bend his wrist most of the time. No, they're they're un- they're see my thumb is where they're sheathed in his this arm. This is hilarious. There's what? no way that you could have two foot long claws. They well, always draw way. them way too long. Exactly. They always yeah. draw them. That's they, why I was they saying, draw them way too long if, for a hundred years. If they were like three inch long claws or five inch long claws, I could get behind this. But when they're like two feet long, it, it doesn't make any I'm, sense. I'm going to measure my forearm. I know for a fact I got 11 inches of claw. The only 11 inches I got on my body, besides maybe my feet, is this, <laughs> got, this goddamn forearms. My forearm, I know for I got a about fact, five inches. No. Is, about, is about 11 inches long. So let's say 10 inches. I think his claw should be about 10 inches long. But Agreed. I guess that's not, a, 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 you know... Effect with Joe Matarea decides they're five feet they, long. They just become five feet long. Then they got to come out of his his top of his wrist. They can't come out of his hand. Why? Don't they shoot into a house? They shoot into basically it's a holding a thing. And it comes out. Oh, okay. So I see what you're saying. Th- what you're like saying a, is there is an empty like cage in his hand. Mm-hmm. And the blades shoot past his wrist mm-hmm. into the cage, then out his hand. Right. Yes. And that way he could bend his wrist. And then when he wants to bring them back in, so, he bionically so it, communicates and they shoot back up into their, they, they the Elon Musk turbo shoot. So they can't come out yes. slow. Like they have that to do absolute, on the other one. Cause that doesn't that make is, any sense. That is the absolutely old, correct. Ron, which is why I mean, that the, shit sucks. Here, look, I'm, I'm going to illustrate it for our YouTube viewers with my Apple pencil here. Here's here's the claw, and you can see okay. it, it can get about this long, right? It's like from the knob on the outside of your wrist to just up before your your elbow. But and like, obviously, he would have like a big housing on his forearms, basically. Bionic so housings, giant, which is giant forearms. It's so literally been he does have giant forearms. Number one. Yes, but also your forearm is made out of two independent bones that twist and turn. So in the middle of those two bones is the housing. 
this is a terrible argument. I, I really uh, there's, I think there's a housing inside. There's a housing near one of your. Near, I do love it, though. It's great. Whatever. <laughs> but, but again, this, it's nowhere near as ridiculous. It, it as is. I shoot sound at you. You shoot a laser at me. Sound and a laser hit each other and nullify each other somehow. Does no, that, that make, any, make sense any sense on any no. level? Okay. 100%. So with with bionic housings, I believe <laughs> and again that's how that's how they that's how it's written in the Marvel universe. I didn't make yes. that up. It isn't Ed Greer's bionic housings. That. So I'm just saying, like in that way, it's just <laughs> like know, that's the business I want you to open. <laughs> like a blade inside your body. I know for a fact real life people have had blades implanted inside their bodies. You know what I'm also, saying? To, not to pop out, but you know. Ron, I just popped I just popped a link in the chat to an x-ray view of what Wolverine's forearm would look like. Actually, shoot, this is the <laughs> this is the forearm of uh, Lady Deathstrike, which has even more claws in it. But you'll, it's still the same same pr- uh, principle. Oh, that's ill. Uh, pop it up for the YouTube viewers. So like, like I'm saying, I'm picking Wolverine just because that's the best way. We, and we talked about it on our um, Super Soldiers episode, I think. Just... If you're going to make a super soldier, that's one of the greatest articulations of that concept. He's he's self-contained. The mur- and I think Bill pointed out the murder weapons could come out of his body, stab somebody, then go back into his own body. So there's no murder weapon for any cr- for any crime he would commit or any assassination he would commit. It's just a lot of hot shit. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. So this is the one that I'm it's the the big one over here that I'm uh trying to point out yeah. to everybody. You know, the claws are just in there alongside his bones, and then they just shoot out past the wrist through the channels. And in this case, it's through her fingers, which I, I will say makes a little bit less sense, but it looks like they've, they're giving her little housings at the tips of each of her fingers. But uh, but yeah, for Wolverine, it'd be a very similar thing. That looks uh, super realistic. It's great. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's, uh, that's obviously what I've always been uh, consulting throughout my life, the my beautiful, beautiful baby, Elliot R. Brown, doing his damnedest to make Wolverine make sense <laughs> in, the, in the Marvel Universe. Uh, and you know what? The, uh, Actually, if you look at that handbook. picture, uh, it kind of is – I mean, your head is not longer than 10 or 12 inches, right? Correct. The claws actually I mean, make about a decent sense there. Dude, his hair is just... another six inches, but still. <laughs> well, again, it's like it's like how we have these weird conceptions of that's but that's another reason why. And this, you know, as we talk about weapons and we're winding down here, when you are depicting comic book things on the big screen, uh, when you're depicting real things, comic book things on the big screen to be too faithful to the drawings is insane. Because mm-hmm. the, you're right, Wolverine's claws have to be 57 feet long. He'd also have to weigh 600 pounds. The yeah. Sam Keith Wolverine, as drawn, would weigh 600 pounds and, and be eight feet tall, probably. So it's like, of course, you can't really do that. And it can't be like a comic book. But that's the beauty of comic books. But once you get it into a real-life thing, I would have just, why did I have to watch Hugh Jackman, you know, like an old man trying to get a boner, his fucking claws out of his <laughs> wrist for the past 20 years when that doesn't even make any fucking sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, uh, I do like when he flips somebody off with it though. That was pretty great. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> well, yeah, or when he does cyclone. two of them and then the second one doesn't, the middle one doesn't come out. He's like, you want me to bring out the uh, middle one? Ah, I'll murder you, you know, like that's <laughs> on well, either I, side I, of the face, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I just, I've, I, I've, I hope I've never seen this, but I always, I thought I saw one time he 
popped out one of the the middle claw just a little bit. I'm like, no, no, no. They come out or they go in. It's like at a club. You're out or you're in. You can't. There ain't no in and outs. You're out or you're in. That that's to me. That's the clause. You can't just sort of six inch extend one to pick a lock. You can extend one to pick a lock or to chop the door across <laughs> apart, more likely. But I don't think you can just select an amount or any of that stuff because you have to send your bionics. It shoots out. And let's talk about you also got to keep your hand a very specific way. So, right, correct. right, yeah. straight, straight. Right. Like you throw a punch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it, and that's another thing. Wolverine would have no problem remembering that as a rule. If you're going to fire your claws, just do a good, serious punch and you won't hurt yourself. But don't do it while you're falling, you know, to, you know, uh, bracing yourself against the fall or anything. Don't instinctively do it. And slice yourself up. It'll take I've you a whole five to, minutes. I know we're spending a lot of time on this, but I've always wanted to see Wolverine like in a position where his hands are folded back by an enemy or something. And he just pops the claws like, right through the base of his palm. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's actually I mean, pretty I, great. You should draw that. It should it should come in. It would definitely come in handy. But uh, okay, well, what? I, maybe this is where we go. Is there anything that's competing with some of the weapons we've talked about before? Some are there any weapons that have been left out of the conversation from like our lives? Because obviously, somebody would want to say some weird katana. For oh, I'll say one from my personal life: Jubei Kibagami's katana from Ninja Scroll is the motherfucking shit. And he lives in a world where, you know, he has a line in the base of it where he can like hang off of his sword as a grappling hook. He can pull his sword to him. If it gets, if it gets separated, it's like a, it's like a tethered, like a surfboard, right? He can never be, he can never be too far from his sword. So if you punch him across the room and and he's, you're between him and his sword, he can drag it between your legs real quick and get into his hand and slice you up. Like fuck a Jubei Kibugami's sword is so sick. Ninja Scroll, to me is the best anime ever and all the old men think so so trust me i understand how i sound but like that shit was real it was Ninja real Scrolls as fuck hard as fuck greatest designs uh yoshiaki kawajiri it's just a man but yeah jubei kibagami sword if you haven't seen ninja scroll look at his sword it's so sick you know speaking of hands um i actually really dug what they did with ulysses claws fake hand with the the sonic weapon underneath huh, in the mcu yeah. Yeah, which was I was actually always a fan of claws, even when he had the weird dome with the antenna. But just like having the hand that could blast the sound waves like that, I always thought was pretty dope. And the way they had like the prosthetic open up and the gun come out of it in the MCU, I thought was awesome. Yeah, agreed. That's pretty dope. Mm. Uh, Rocket Raccoon's gun. I'll just say that. <laughs> All right. I like a gun that builds upon itself. It's pretty entertaining. So you love um, Bloodsport's gun from the Suicide Squad? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. pretty great. Okay, right. yeah, let's th- okay, let's start an impromptu list right now. Top eight terrible weapons. That fucking gun from Suicide Squad. Disgust. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hated that, dude. You didn't like the buildy gun? Oh my god, it was so bad. And I, I remember, I, I remember, I remember some fucker. Got on the uh, on the internet on God's internet and said, uh, <laughs> "Man, you Marvel movies never do." Su- and I'm not. This isn't pitting against Marvel. Fuck, fuck Marvel. Fuck all those Sri Lankan embryos that do all their effects. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. It's. Not, I don't have a dog in that fight. I'm saying, they were like, they say DC never does any cool CGI. Well, check this out. And they showed that scene of Bloodsport putting together that goofy ass Tonka toy gun, and it's shooting some shell. That's like, where did shell come from, Ron? 
What, the, the shell was like probably five feet long or something. It's coming out of a microscopic um, gun. Like a, it grew. Like, <laughs> 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 um, God, be after you fire troll. it, it starts. Uh, it's made out of nanobots. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> and even, if they, it, even if even if they want to do something like that off the top of my head, you have a big ass gun, right? A big, unwieldy, fucked up gun. But as you shoot it, it gets smaller because it's shooting compartments of itself or like sections of itself at your enemy. Off the top of my head, that would be better than a gun that goes from this big to like some giant size that takes giant ammo. When I, oh, speaking of which, uh, the noisy cricket. I, I think that's one of the best weapons in film history because it's so little and unassuming from uh, Men in Black, that little yes. baby. Dinner. Oh, okay. Yes. Kid, I was can, literally like, about to bring that up Yeah, when he thinks it's not going to be a good weapon yeah. and it just – it's great. That's a that's also, just a good comedy moment too. I mean the Neuralizer from Men in Black is a pretty oh, dope shit. weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, you know what? The neuralizer is such a great weapon. They've been uh, using it on us for so that we can have the same political discourse for the last hundred years, right? <laughs> Nobody remembers the last time a robber baron came in and looted the country for their own ends. So, like, we no. just do to repeat we keep it. Doing over that. And over. Give another another person that just a little oh. bit, just a tiny bit better each time, but not much. Yeah, that's not my much. favorite weapon: money. Yeah. <laughs> so, so by that definition, Batman is definitely the most deadly man in the world. Um, you know, if, if we do want to talk least favorite weapons, let me be the first to throw in for Chewbacca's crossbow gun, which we talked oh, a little shit. bit about offline. <laughs> that should have made no sense. Yeah, in the scheme of a Star Wars world, I, and like, the, you, I got to say, the indignities that they heap upon Chewbacca in general is just a load of bullshit. <laughs> like, get this walking carpet out of my way. You know, they're like racist to him all the time. He's got a gun that looks like a crossbow. It has to look like a crossbow because no clearly, clearly he is a savage who lives in the trees. So why would he have just a regular laser gun, even though they have an advanced society that also goes to different planets? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. I don't know, Ron. I'm glad that nobody can defend this ridiculous. But you know what's so funny? It they, does they, shoot really hard, though. It, it shoots. It shoots well, listen, hard. I got some lasers that too, but I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it shoots like ultra hard lasers. Like when when they yeah. basically had Ray or whoever the fuck shoot Kylo Ren with that thing, and then Ray had a fight with him. It was like. This dude got shot with Chewbacca's gun, and he's having a fight with Homegirl, and he just barely lost. That means he's so powerful. Blah blah blah. Such a worthy successor to Darth Vader. So they used Chewbacca's dumbass gun to make a mm. really important plot point mm. in Star Wars lore. Yeah, although they great. do something really cool in that that I liked because they also do it. Uh, it actually gets used in um a different uh in a book. Uh, one of the solos. Uh, is like punching a wound to create uh, dark side energy, basically. Uh, and they they have that moment in the thing, and they don't say anything like that he's doing that, but he's hmm. like punching his wound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason he's punching his wound is to to create uh, upsetness and anger 
uh, to get energy, to get dark side energy from it. At least in the books, they had that. I don't know if they put that in there on purpose, but I kind of like that. I'll throw that out there. Hey, I love a dedicated Star Wars nerd. I just this yeah. target Star Wars. <laughs> Although I gotta say, I don't know how great that lightsaber is. <laughs> Ooh, oh no, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that okay. goes on this. That goes on the uh, special, the D special mention. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a great lightsaber. <laughs> I don't know, guys. It's got I a little be, hilt. Why? You know. It's, to me, that's the only part that makes it anywhere near cool. Now, obviously, the fact that lightsaber energy is coming out of it. If that hilt was made out of Beskar or something, so that when you yes. guys have your goofy fights, nobody could just yeah. slide their lightsaber down and chop your fucking hand off like happened to a bunch of motherfuckers. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I would love to have something to stop that. But the fact that it's shooting out lightsaber energy is so fucking dumb. And I know yep. that it's a visual thing, but it was like... It's like a, like an idiotic visual thing, you know. Yes. So yeah, I, I and but I do like though the distressed, almost forced lightning look of the actual blade because it shows you that he's not a badass Jedi like these guys. He's like a remnant, a shitty remnant of like he's what frankly Luke should have been almost like when hey I'm coming into this shitty world. People haven't even believed in this for. Well, in the continuity now, they've only given it like 15 years, like 15 years. We forgot about space wizards who can fucking do ninja flips. <laughs> 15 years. Oh, fuck those guys. Never existed. OK, so fine. But yeah, it should be this um, this world where you barely know enough to recreate what these Egyptians or whatever did to where so when you do their techniques, they don't quite work. But they weren't good mm. enough because the people of your time have lost the technology altogether. I just think the sword communicates that shit I said. So that's why I have yeah. a soft spot for it. All right, fair enough. Fair I enough. I agree with that. I agree with that. I like that. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna get nitpicky about lightsabers, there's absolutely no reason at all why lightsaber duels should look like actual duels when no. literally you have instantaneously retractable blades. Like that should be of use when you're fighting, and it just never is. Yeah, yeah, they literally should act like they're about to block it, pull it down so somebody falls off their, you know, like 100%. overcompensates or tries not mm-hmm. to overcompensate. There'd be a whole bunch of fun stuff you could do with that if yeah. you did it right. It'd be, it'd be like more that. like tag, though. That I mean, I think that's why they do it. I mean, because like, I agree with you, though. 8711, choreographing a Jedi fight, period. But especially in the way that you're talking about where it's like combination sword fight and tag and stab fight. You know, and they're there's, they're turning it on and off. When that's they, what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah, that actually would be real dope. That would be really fun. Well, because it's now it's super hard to choreograph. <laughs> yeah, it becomes hard. a super. It becomes a stabby weapon if you're turning it on and off because you're trying to pick yeah, times for it to. You yeah, know. that's fun. So um, all that type of shit. Anyways, that's. Uh, I do think there's one iconic weapon that we haven't brought up that I think we need to bring up, and that's Indiana Jones's whip. Huh. We haven't brought up that this whole time. I, I mean, the whip itself, Why? it's not like a special whip, so that would maybe make it cooler or something. But, like, obviously, it's a key part to the characters. Like, I'll be, I'll be honest. When I, yeah, when I was a kid, like, I was all in for whips just because of Indiana Jones. Like, I thought yeah. the whip was the coolest. And I think, and partially Zorro, too. Zoro was also heavy with the whip usage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And as I got older, I just, I fell out of love with the whip. I don't know why. Well, I mean, it's funny. It's just like you find out how wildly impractical 
beyond right. any political associations with whips, yeah, the yes. wildly impractical nature of whips. It just, you know, it's. I, I saw this whip cracking. This bunch of fucking nerds were in the park <laughs> doing a whip, giant whip cracking, like a mass whip cracking. And uh, they were just, whoosh, and just like the different angles where the whip is going out and snapping, like one's at eight o'clock, one's at nine o'clock, one's at 12 o'clock. And it's just like, I, that's too much vari- variance for me. Mm-hmm. And just the, the expert, you'd have to be Ricky J throwing cards to fucking actually be effective with a fucking whip. I also think that like the movies would have you, have you believe it's sort of like the poor man's grappling gun, but like right. they're not that long. So you can't actually do all that like whipping and swinging and mm-hmm. that makes it less cool. Yeah. The, the more you find out about it, it, but you know what? That's, that's weird. Why didn't the batarang go down? And also like it would never be able to be a batarang uh, to be able to be a boomerang. If it was heavy enough to cause you harm, it would never be able to be a boomerang, especially in that bat shape. Well, the Bruce Tim animated opening to Batman the Animated Series would say differently, and that's all the evidence <laughs> I need. That is that is all the evidence I need as well. Did yeah. Ron bite um, you in between? No. <laughs> no, but you, well, you guys the alternative. Are, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's ridiculous. The but alternative just, is the Michael Keaton programmable one from Batman oh, Returns. See, and I hate that so hard. That yeah. I'm mad that I led us down to that thing. So you, that is one of my least favorite weapons of all fucking time. Put it on I'll the dishonorable me. mention list. Dishonorable Absolutely. mention. Fuck. I got to say, though, the best probably batterings are the ones that explode. They make the most sense. Like That's they're true. made to be destroyed and explode. So the best ones are when he's like fighting Killer Croc and, uh, and these superpower dudes. And he's got to like, you know, explode it a little bit. Those are the ones that make the most sense. That's uh, that's what my vote goes for now. They actually should make more use of that in movies because that was always like the coolest shit that he would do in like the Justice League cartoons was he yep. just throw those exploding batarangs around. And mm-hmm. I, they really haven't done that in the movies. Yeah, that needs to yeah. be fixed. Well, Get on it. <laughs> Just Get Matt Reeves, it. Matt Reeves showing like uh, Robert Pattinson taping little bits of C4 to all these <laughs> truly iron forged, repurposed, bespoke batarangs. <laughs> it's like uh, such a grueling process. It's a little it's much. Like, yeah. Um, and then sometimes my- the C4 doesn't work because it's kind of random or it <laughs> yeah. just explodes when he gets punched. Yeah. That's oh, the dude. problem with that idea. <laughs> Four on your body. <laughs> Every time he falls, he's got explosions going off. <laughs> just, just imagine, like, okay, somebody beats your ass and pushes you off a roof, and you barely shoot your grappling gun, and you barely catch yourself, but your like utility belt falls off. It just blows up <laughs> everybody in an alley. You're just like, sorry, guys. Oh. <laughs> they they all that, look. That's right. That big ass bat collar comes in handy. <laughs> it's like, ooh. <laughs> I blew all you guys up. Okay, Just him, uh, him making a call to Alfred, like, hey, I looked up all these guys' families. Can you send them some money? Uh, $2,300 should suffice. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if he's doing business like a real rich person. But uh, yeah. as we dismount here, um, are there any weapons? You know what? I'd like to do an honorable mention for some weird ones that might be in our lives. Um, I want to do one for uh, Bushwhacker. 
Bushwhacker in the comic books. Oh, in the Marvel yeah. comic books, one of his arms, I think it's his right arm, is like been cybernetically enhanced to where it can change into different types of guns to the point where if he points his finger at you like that, that's like a mm. 45. If he makes two fingers, that's like Desert Eagle. If he fucking puts his hand like this and does some different shit, he can make like a shotgun. If he like, he can make like just his arm becomes all these different gats. That shit is fresh as fuck. And they never done nothing cool with that. The closest thing would be, um, it's very much like you were talking about Claw's hand design, Bill. It's very much mm. that. But like I said, all the different weapons. I don't know how he loads it. I don't know if weapons come. I don't know. I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm Ron on that part. I don't know. <laughs> but even if it was, I mean, that's fucking dope. Oh, and also honorable mention, as far as a weapon, that chip from Upgrade that allows oh, you damn. to get super dope and stimulate your adrenals and all the kind of shit. Sign me up for that shit without the AI on board, you know, shit. <laughs> Uh, but like, if you could cook me up with a chip that would just instantly load up fighting dynamics into me and boost my adrenals to where I can really take dudes out, god damn, yeah, that'd be sick as fuck. So th- mean, those are my those are my weird weapons. I love bionics, as you can tell. Anything bionic, anything organic inside the human body, I love more than outside weapons. Well, that gets me going to the edge of tomorrow. Uh, mech suits with the giant swords. Oh yeah. Yeah, why, did, why didn't Final oh, yeah. Fantasy size big-ass swords come into this conversation, Ron? I think you dropped was, the ball on that one. I was going to bring that in at some point, for sure. Final Fantasy's giant swords are the fucking... They're dope. They're ridiculous, that, and I fucking love them. That Cloud Strife sword from Final Fantasy VII is like... It's, that's some iconic shit. It it's is. fucking amazing. It's great, definitely. I also want to bring up uh, two more swords, and that's Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. Uh you guys don't watch Dragon Ball Z like I watch it, but Correct. he, uh, so Frieza is one of the main bad guys and they think he's dead. Uh, and then he shows up, uh, and future trunks who's look, I don't need to get into it, but trunk shows up with a sword and fucking chops up Frieza and then blasts him to a million, uh, into dust. And it's dope as shit. And, uh, uh, no one knows exactly. The sword is very mysterious. No, ex- no one knows exactly where he got it. Although there's, if you want to delve deep into the lore, you can figure it out. Um, but uh, it's just a cool, dope sword, and it's just a cool moment in Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z too. Everybody thinks they're about to die when Frieza shows up because, like, Goku is uh, uh, on a different, like, on a space adventure, and he's not there. And everybody knows that that basically Frieza is going to fucking destroy them. Uh, because Goku is the only guy who could beat him. And then this guy just shows up and just chops him up so fast. And like, and it's like, you know how like every once in a while they'll have a fight scene where it's like just complete destruction and like super, super quick or whatever. And you're like, holy shit. Like a really cool sword scene is like really just like two sword guys. And they they just swipe by each other and one of them and then falls over and dies. It's almost Mm kind of like that, except he's just like, he like dodges Frieza and then it's just like, and then just does this little hand thing and blows him up. And that's, that's the whole scene. And it's like a four second scene. And then he sheathes the sword and it's just dope as shit. So for Dragon Ball Z fans, trunk sword. Nice. Um, is, that, is that the sword or the guy though? Like I'm, I mean, I'm a little confused. Yes, it is the guy, but the sword, here's the other thing. The sword is special because like these guys get like, hit by blasts that destroy planets and shake them off. 
So the sword has to be a special sword to chop through Mm. people who are like, you know, basically indestructible. So that, so it does have to be a a pretty cool sword. Um, And then the other sword I want to talk about is of course, Inigo Montoya's rapier from the princess bride. Mm. Oh yeah. That's That's more the guy than the sword though. You know, well, the sword's special because he got it from his dad. From his father. I get that. So, you know, and it's like a beautifully, like if you go look it up, it's like a really cool looking sword. So uh, Six-fingered man. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's, you know what? I think, um, okay, well, if we're going to go emotionality, um, the, the one-armed man's arm. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm quite sure he used it in his crimes, so <laughs> I, can't, I can't say it's not a weapon. Ooh, All right, I got... Who's the I guy who two. has the fake hand in Bond? Oh, Claw? No, not Claw. That's Iron a, Fist? Inspector, I don't, what, what does Inspector he, Gadget. Fuck, no. What's that? What am oh, I thinking I, of? Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm not thinking of that. That's Enter the Dragon, the dude who can take off his yeah. hand and put on all the different stuff. I think that's that Dr. Hand. Isn't yeah. that, I think his name is Dr. Hand or something. Or yeah, something, something like that. They Mr. call it Mr. Hand? Hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's just> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dr. Claw was Inspector Gadget, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, so here's my two weird honorable mentions. Number one, the Green Rangers flute dagger <laughs> from Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, yes. this, this would be jizzing all over the podcast right now. Yeah. This is great. That's we great. should clip this and send it to Bill. <laughs> we definitely should. Yeah, but legit, like you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit younger than you guys, just a touch. So I did catch a little bit of Power Rangers, mm-hmm. and there was this dude had a dagger, which was dope looking in and of itself, and he was like the rogue Power Ranger, so that was cool. But he would play that thing like a flute with his fake helmet lips somehow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then it would summon his dragon sword, and that was pretty awesome. Damn, it was pretty flutes, dope. Flutes to summon things are just dope. Like <laughs> that—that's something fresh. And then the other one is Kevin Matchstick's baseball bat from the comic series Mage, which essentially huh. is like incognito yes. Excalibur. So it's like yeah. an enchanted baseball bat that he can whoop some ass with. I like that. Which, nice. if they'd just given to Harley Quinn, I could have believed the first Suicide Squad. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, fucking Excalibur. Excalibur bat on Harley Quinn. I just think that's a lot. I think that's triple mumble jumbo, but I get what well, you're saying. Basically, I just... Anyways, it doesn't matter. We don't need to get into the first Suicide Squad's problems. We don't <laughs> no, need to do that. No, we do not. Right. Or, or you know, and you could say dishonorable mention a Harley Quinn's dumbass bat because it does yeah. seem to have imbued her with the power to stand toe to toe with gods. And we don't need to belabor it more than that. So, yeah. the, um, I, you know what? Like I said, I, I, I want one thing and maybe this is a whole nother oh, uh, Patreon you, at some point. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. But there is one thing I do love. I love her ridiculous giant hammer. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I love the mallet. I think it's I know it's impractical. And it doesn't make sense, but I do love the aesthetic of it. So I will say I support the hammer, the 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 mallet. Yeah, I I mm. just I I can't it doesn't. concur. You can't do I it. Can't, you can't concur. I mean, dude, I can't. Uh, I can't even get behind Thor's hammer, let alone Harley Quinn's big ass <laughs> mallet. Oh, you don't oh like wait Thor's a minute, hammer? we did. 
talk about Thor's hammer. Okay, we got to get this on tape. Dishonorable mention from Bill for Thor's hammer. Oh Interesting. Look, 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 I get it. It's part of the legend going all the way back to Norse folklore. Mm-hmm. There's something cool about the fact that like he can, you know, he takes his cane and he slams it on the ground and it turns into the hammer and that's how he turns into Thor. I dig all that. The flying mechanics is a step too far for me. Mm-hmm, <laughs> the mm-hmm. enchantment on it, you know, I could take or leave. I don't really care. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's power set is so nebulous that like, I just can't, I can't get behind it. And it's not the sort of thing, at least for me, that like, when I saw it as a kid, I wanted to have it so I could play with it. Like Thor's hammer just wasn't that for me. That is interesting because it is way down on, and you know what? We didn't talk about the utility belt, but the utility belt is the best weapon of all time because it, well, it can be anything and do anything and it encompasses yes, everything. Yes to that. But as a kid, Spider-Man's web shooters are the best weapon of all time. Ooh, 100%. Yeah. Spider-Man's web shooters yeah. win everything to me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, let's, let's, uh, as we dismount, that's what we'll give the comic book people. Why is Spider-Man's web shooters thus? And my quick treaty, Sana, is he would not be an effective superhero without them. Jumping around and dodging stuff and being strong, that sounds like literally every fucking body that has any sort of powers. But the webs put it all the way over. It is the most unique sci-fi weapon ever created, perfect for both his motif and his character because it leans into, you know, he is a science nerd and he's doing all this stuff surreptitiously on the side and he puts them together himself. And like the science is just convincing enough that I can buy it, even though damn those web cartridges have to be super compressed to have all that shit in there. But <laughs> still, they're the goat. Yeah, agreed. I don't. I don't have an argument. I think that's uh, one of the best. I even like the when they weaponize it with silly different things. You know, when you play in the 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 Spider-Man game and you can do like shots and you can do ones that like stick to the thing and then are almost like mines and like grab dudes and stick them to cars and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. all the stuff you can do with webbing is just like the dopest shit ever. It's it's both his mode of transportation, an offensive weapon, and a way to incapacitate bad like to wrap up bad guys when he's done. It's all it's all things in one. Like it's so dope. Yeah, and I think it's really it's it's you said it. It's thematic. All the best weapons are thematic. Even the the, so going back to the, the lightsaber, lightsaber spiritually you have to be a spiritual person to even build one of these things and of course to wield it the uh you know the with the spider-man webs or with the with the batman utility belt it's not a gun you got to reach inside know where the stuff is grab the tool out for the job be intelligent enough to use the tool in this way be intelligent it's like batman is solving giant problems with like an allen wrench some bombs and a grappling hook you know what i'm saying and his belt like he's He's like a Mandalorian in that way. I got these three tools that I'm gonna figure out how to play really good. You know what I mean? And and all that. I, I just think uh, the web shooters are so non-lethal too. Mm. I just love yep. that. It, it's it's thematic in his character. He's not a guy who's ever gonna kill you or anything like that. The most he wants to do, as Bill said, is is incapacitate you. 
And uh, it's just, it's holistic in a way that I wish, like stuff like the Green Lantern ring, which never came up once, never got thought of in this conversation. (laughs) Because when you look at the Green Lantern ring, even with all that mythology, it does not have the pathos of Spider-Man's webbing or the, or the, or the, you know that old school the 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 native people of everywhere using every part of everything because you don't know when you're going to come up on the next buffalo homeboy's like i need to get the most out of webs i need to be able to tie fools up it has to be a certain amount of tensile strength i also need to be able to break it if i need to so it needs to be about strong enough to do x y and z but it needs to be strong enough for me to catch stuff i need to know exactly how much of it to use to catch a bus or x y and z it's just it's you have to use it correctly is what i'm trying to say even though it's so dope the onus is on you to use it correctly. And to me, that's part of a fresh weapon. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. interesting, too. The, the more we keep talking, the more you realize, like, huh, all the most popular characters of all time all have badass singular weapons. It is kind of – it's an interesting correlation I'm making. Yeah, yeah like Iron Fist. Part. He has that Iron Fist, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, that's another thing. The Iron Fist being called the living weapon – He's got to go on the list of shitty weapons. <laughs> he said he's got to go on the sheet, the strip of, of little of, of shitty weapons, dude. He sucks. Agreed. So yeah, I mean, look, I want a weapon. The most important thing I could have a we- uh, for a weapon is I need to say a rhyme to make it work. <laughs> all right, mm. you no, know, brightest day and blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. All right, all I'm saying. You let those who worship evils might beware my power. <laughs> Green Lantern's light. And it's very important that I have a saying to charge my <laughs> weapon. Dude, the Green Lantern battle rap cipher is like this dude, this dude's a planet. His real name's Clarence. Uh <laughs> I kind of love the concept of like Green Lantern's power ring works sort of like Zatanna having to say shit backwards. Like they have to throw down a rap verse in order to make it do anything. I mean, it oh would make God. it pretty fresh. That's it that would. would make it dope. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. uh, you have some else worlds where like the Green Lantern ring falls at Queensbridge in fucking 1992 oh. and fucking Nas finds it. <laughs> Dude, Nas, the greatest superhero of all time. <laughs> Dude, uh, he fights Mob Deep, <laughs> even though they were friends in real life. <laughs> Mob Deep would turn evil if they found the other rings, the yellow rings. I mean, well, MF yeah. Doom's right there. He's right there. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's got, MF Doom got the ultimate nullifier because he beat the shit out of <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. Uh, but yeah, so uh, ultimate nullifier goes on the list, too, as far as ignominious weapons, I think, because it's just dumb. It's not even, it's it's really dumb. You know what I mean? It is. Although that does bring up one that we should mention, which is Silver Surfer Surfboard. Oh, oh shit. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that greatest weapon or greatest vehicle? You know what? That's a good point. Okay. It doesn't have a lot of offensive capabilities. Oh shit. But are as, we going to have to do one? another episode on greatest vehicles? I think yeah, we, we are. We we absolutely will. However, that does now bring me even further to another one, and I'm not going to say Mother Boxes because that might also be a greatest vehicle, but I will say fucking Orion's Astro Harness, both a vehicle but also a badass weapon. 
Yeah, yeah. He's like driving a turret into battle all the time. I, yeah. I always I thought that was really interesting. It's one of the I think he is one of those standout new gods because that it's like, hey, we're gonna go into battle. Let me jump into this harness that shoots stuff. You know, yeah. and uh you have a you have a character in your graphic novel coming up that's sort of uh homage is that. So I, I love that. Yeah, weapon, I, transportation. I just yeah, I love the idea of ha- of like it's just it's so unique as like a mode of transportation, even the fact that it's like you're in this rig and your feet are just sort of like harnessed in. You know what I mean? Like it, you're wearing it. You don't have to get in it. And it's not a jet pack. It's weirder than it. Like, how would you even steer that thing? I just love that. It, it's just so unique. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is pretty hardcore. Well, Rod, you got any weird ones before we get out of here? Like, I mean, look, uh, and we, not, we not swords. No, not. I mean, look, there's probably more swords that I could talk about. Like, there's so many swords. Ultron yeah. sword, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I do want to mention uh, the most important weapon of all time, and that's Odd Jobs hat. Okay. Um, look. <laughs> that thing. No. That thing really was awesome. I, I, was, uh, I was backstage somewhere. Uh, somebody said something about. Somebody was going to go fight this one guy. And I was like, this guy's huge and he knows martial arts. I think I think it was Tate Fletcher, actually. Somebody at the comedy store was going to go fuck with Tate Fletcher from the uh, original John Wick movies. And I said, you might, I said, uh, shit, you go fight Tate Fletcher. You might as well challenge odd job to a hat throwing contest. <laughs> <laughs> and motherfuckers <laughs> fell out laughing at that shit. And I was like, it was right on top of the dome, too. I was like, damn, that shit's hot. <laughs> but, uh, you're right, dude. Odd Jobs yeah. hat is serious business. Yeah, it'll it chop, chop a head off. <laughs> chop statues heads off. See, I I go straight to Kung Lao's hat from Mortal Kombat because Kung oh, Lao's yeah. hat is Odd Jobs hat done right. Yeah, well, that that's true. But you know where I go from that though? I go to LL Cool J's hat, which is like a shark's fin from <laughs> the Blue Sea soundtrack. Oh my god! Check and mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a weapon to get pussy. So, <laughs> dude, well, he mostly just licks his lips and stuff. But yeah, uh, but <laughs> you get the implication, though. You get yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> you get it. Yeah, dude. But guys, I think this has been a great overview of all these weapons. I, I, th- I'm sad we gave Voltron's uh, sword short shrift, but in fact, it was it did not have special capabilities. It just sort of came out of two lions' mouths. And yeah. that was the cool part about it. And I, that's the last thing I'll say uh, about this whole subject. A, a good weapon is something to where if you have it and you're using it to the best of your ability, the enemy can still beat you. Right? Because mm-hmm. you're a hero. You're using your weapon to the best of your ability. So as masterful as Spider-Man is with webs, if he gets into the proper situation, those webs are helping him to not die. Not mm-hmm. oppressing people and beating them up and overwhelming them with force. All the best weapons do that. Lightsaber, yeah. you can have a lightsaber all day. Some other motherfucker got six of them. You're doing flips and you got to put up your force field and you, you got to push them down and all this kind of shit. All these, all the good weapons are not ultimate anything. They don't blow up a whole fucking planet. They don't, you know, that the sword of Voltron was whack as fuck because I was like, yo. Why does he fuck around with these dudes? As a little kid, I was like, "Why is he fucking around with these dudes?" Every battle, shoot him with the with the with the with the right glove, shoot him with the left glove, throw a bomb at him, 
kick him in the nuts, whatever. And then the monster inevitably was like, oh, that's pussy shit. And then he just whips out the sword and kills him in one second, like your boy Trunks. Every yeah. fucking episode was that. Like, that isn't cool. If you can get your hand on your weapon, everything is just over. That's the definition of uncool. And that's why the Voltron sword actually didn't make it into this conversation hardcore. Just is what it is. So thank you guys for listening to The Greatest Pod. Thank you guys for supporting our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash The Greatest Pod. Thank you for sending us emails at email thegreatestpod at gmail.com. That is the address. And thank you for leaving reviews. And thank you for not making an excuse as you can't leave a review. You got Spotify. You got Apple, iTunes, or whatever. You got one of these goddamn things. And even if you don't, you could log in there one good time and leave us a review as a final rebellious act to help your boys out. All right. kind of shit like that. Weaponize your voice <laughs> on the goddamn <laughs> algorithm and tell motherfuckers to come listen to us because you know this shit is hot. And that, yep. that's what I have to say about it. So you guys can do the dismount. Yeah, well, there is one more very important thing uh, that I love to say that Ed is Ed's favorite thing when I say it. And that's mash that subscribe button. <laughs> but seriously just used a weapon on himself <laughs> we're on youtube subscribe to us and uh also subscribe to the the podcast as well so you get into your feed uh thanks for listening and uh bill how should we take it out well thank you for a limited range highly adaptable homemade episode of the greatest Ah. Ah.